Should I strive to place y'all my forefront? 
cuts, but we've been raised by the storefronts. Drinking judgment junk, 40 smoking blunts, sipping and smoking, kept us from wishing and hoping the day they yoking. They protesting from Hong Kong to Oakland, igniting the day of y'all's encroaching. So the way of y'all approaching by walking in the statues and commandments and staying clear of the spiritual bandits. 400 ending, no better way we could have planned it. It's all prophetic, so please understand it. Soon people will be famous, seeking y'all all over the planet. Salvation is near, and Babylon will vanish. If you know you fear your fear, then you're walking his ways. Love y'all, serve y'all, with all of your heart and soul. If you know you fear your fear, then you're walking his ways. Love y'all, serve y'all, with all of your heart and soul. If you know you fear your fear, then you're walking his ways. Love y'all, serve y'all. With all of your heart and soul, there's no other way I wanna walk in a perfect way with the spirit of the fury I wait. Yes, right, girls are serving and not a homeborn slave. America's been the land of our grace. All of us is confused, manipulated, ridiculed, and abused. Toy with and used, heart is bruised, sold on the ghost and worshiping cartoons. We even shook from a bottle boom. Fake noise and fake news, fake results. But Yahweh's the true result and resolution, the true book. Oh, in revolution, when we stand as Yah's army, embracing the conclusion to all men, keeping the word of Yah with all the heart and soul, and no one else has a son that they control. If you know you fear Yah, then you're walking His ways. Love Yah, serve Yah, with all of your heart and soul. If you know you fear Yah, then you're Hallelujah. 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 Praise the mighty Yah. Yah is righteous. Yah is holy. And let Yahweh be magnified. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Welcome to another beautiful broadcast of Nothing But the Truth. I am Moray Isha Yisrael from the House of Israel, located at 2330 Kemper Lane, here to bring you nothing but the truth. And we'd like to say shalom to everyone that is tuned in, in our viewing audience, in listening audience. For we know the only reason you have tuned into our program is because of your great fear and your great love toward the mighty Yah. And who is this Yah? Yahweh is the creator of the heaven, earth, and sea, and all that therein is. Yahweh is the only judge, the only lawgiver, the only king, and the only redeemer and the only Savior of Israel and the world. And Yahweh is the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
And Yahweh is also the one that has raised us up to bring you his words of truth. And that's what we will do. And praise the mighty Yah. We're going to deal with a very important topic this evening. For we are in a holy season unto the mighty Yah. We're in a month, the seventh month of Yahweh's calendar, Yahweh's signed seasons, days and years. We're in the seventh month. And this seventh month is very special because this is what Yahweh called the end of the year. To establish that, just look in the book of Deuteronomy, the 16th chapter. Because this is what Yahweh called the end of the year. And in the book of Deuteronomy, I should say the book of Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter. Right at the 10th verse, it reads... And Moses commanded them, saying, at the end of the year, at the end of every seven years, in the solemnity of the year of release, in the Feast of Tabernacles, when all Israel has come to appear before Yahweh your Elohim, in the place which Yahweh shall choose, you shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. So at the end of seven years, and when's the end? In the Feast of Tabernacles, that month, that's the seventh month. You also go to the book of Exodus. In the book of Exodus, we go to The 14th verse, where it reads, Three times you shall keep a feast unto me in the year. You shall keep a feast of unleavened bread. You shall eat no unleavened bread seven days, as I commanded you in the time appointed, in the month of Abib. For in it you came out of Egypt, and none shall appear before me empty. In the feast of harvest, the first fruits of your labors, which you have sown in the field. And in the feast again gathering, which is in the end of the year, you ha when you have gathered in your labors out of the field. The feast in gathering is the seventh month, which is the same as the Feast of Tabernacles. It's the end of the year. And so this seventh month that we're in is the end of the year. Because the year is like the day. It has an beginning and it has an ending and then you have to go through the night and what we'll go through is called the winter or the winter season but in this seventh month since the seventh month is the end which means it's when it is completed just like if you read in the book of Exodus the 20th chapter the eighth verse says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work. But the 
Seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh your Elohim, which means it's the last day, the Sabbath, the rest day. That's when it's completed. That's when it's ended, that week. Just like in the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. In the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, read around the 14th verse. It reads, And you shall eat neither bread nor parched corn nor green ears until the very same day that you have brought an offering to your Elohim. It shall be a statue forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. And you shall count unto you from the next day after the Sabbath, from the day you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. And when do you have to count? After the Sabbath. Because the Sabbath is the end. And you have to count seven Sabbaths, and they shall be complete. Even to the next day after the seventh Sabbath shall you number 50 days. And you shall offer a new meat offering unto Yah. See, the seventh is the end. It's when it rests. And this seventh month is the end, is when it rests. And in this seventh month, we celebrate three holy days. The day of blowing, the day of atonement, and the feast of tabernacles, or the Feast of Ingathering, we celebrate these three holy days, holy times. And the one that is upon us in the very short next couple of days, few days, is the Day of Atonement. But why do Hebrews atone? So you can understand why Yahweh would even prescribe such a day. Of course, in the seventh month, which is the end, when things come to a rest, Yahweh wants things to come to an end in this seventh month, in this year. He wants things to come to a rest. How do you know Yahweh wants things to come to a rest in the seventh? Well, just look. In the book of Exodus, the 21st chapter. In the book of Exodus, the 21st chapter, it says in the first verse, Now these are the judgments which you shall set before them. If you buy a Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve you. And in the seventh year, he shall go out free for nothing. Meaning, he's rest. He's at rest. You don't work him in the seventh year. He's at rest. He did six years. Obviously, Yahweh has a thing about working six times, six days, six years. And then you rest. You go out. Even if you look in the book of Deuteronomy. Around the 15th chapter. Deuteronomy, the 15th chapter, the first verse reads, At the end 
of every seven years. You shall make a release. You shall make a release. Every creditor that lent anything to his neighbor shall release it. He shall not require it of his neighbor or of his brother because it is called Yahweh's release, which means what? It's at rest. The debt is ended. It's at rest. You don't require it anymore. That period is over. It's at rest. This is seven. Even in the book of Deuteronomy, Where we want to go showed you the seventh year of release, the year for the servant. Oh, the book of Leviticus, the 25th chapter. Just showing you that this seventh is it time to rest, to end. In the book of Leviticus, the 25th chapter. We'll start reading in the 8th verse, where it reads, And you shall number seven Sabbaths, again seven, seven Sabbaths of years unto you, seven times seven years, and the space, or in Hebrew this word space is, and the days of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto you forty and nine years, which is seven times seven. Because every seven years, there's a Sabbath of years. But at the end of seven Sabbaths of years, you have to mark. Then you shall cause the trumpet of Dobel, Jubilee, to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, which is the Day of Atonement. Shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all your land? Why? Why on the Day of Atonement? Why in the seventh month? Because in the seventh month, he wants things to rest. And on the Day of Atonement, he's given you a day for an atonement of all your sins. So this seven times seven years is a jubilee. Because now you're going into the following year free and liberated of sin for 50, for 49 years, which means it's a liberation. That's why it says in the 10th verse, you shall hallow the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land of the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you, and you shall return every man to his possession and you shall return every man to his family. So nobody is in perpetual servitude among the Hebrew people, their family or their house, their land. It all gets returned because there is a grand rest after 49 years. So on the Day of Atonement, in the seventh month, there's a rest. And what does Yahweh want you to rest from? He wants you 
to rest from and cease from your sins. But why? What is this atonement? Well, in the book of Exodus, go to the book of Exodus, the 29th chapter. In Exodus 29, we'll pick up reading around verse 30. In that son that is the priest in his steed shall put them on seven days when he comes into the tabernacle of the congregation to minister in the holy place. And you shall take the ram of the consecration and boil his flesh in the holy place. And Aaron and his sons shall eat the flesh of the ram and the bread that is in the basket by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And they shall eat the, those things, they shall eat those things which with which the atonement was made to consecrate and to sanctify them. But a stranger thereof shall not eat because they are not holy, because they are holy. And if any of the flesh of the consecrations or of the bread remains into the morning, then you shall burn with the remainder of fire, and it shall not be eaten because it is holy. Thus shall you say, and shall you do to Aaron, and his sons, according to all things which I have commanded you, seven days shall you consecrate them. And you shall offer every day a bullock for a sin offering, for atonement. And you shall cleanse the altar when you have made an atonement for it, and you shall anoint it in sanct to sanctify it. Seven days you shall make an atonement for the altar and sanctify it, and it shall be an altar most holy. Whatever touches the altar shall be holy. Now this is called an atonement because this word atonement means to cover or to reconcile. And reconcile means to cover. And what are you covering? Yahweh wants covered. He wants it to be covered or covered up. Your sins, you don't want to see them. So he has created a process called atonement where he covers these things. He doesn't see it. He doesn't recognize it because he covered it. And he has made it in perfection. The seventh month and the tenth day and the tenth belongs to Yah. It's holy. So he made it a very holy thing that he will give you this time so you can be covered, just like he covered the altar. Even in Exodus 30, in the 10th verse reads, And Aaron shall make an atonement upon the horns of it once in a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonement. Once in the year shall he make an atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy unto Yahweh. An atonement once in a year. Because these things are holy, so they need to have a covering because there's error in people. There's fault. And they're going to do something that's going to create this thing to be defiled. So Yahweh is covering it once a year. 
even in the book of Exodus, the 32nd chapter. You see this process, this very holy process the creator has made. So you have an opportunity to enter into your rest clean. In Exodus 32, verse 30 reads, And it come to pass on the next day that Moses said to the people, You have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up to Yahweh, unto Yahweh. Perhaps I shall make an atonement for your sin. He's saying, I'm going to go talk to Yah. Maybe he'll allow me to cover you. And Moses returned unto Yahweh and said, All these people have sinned a great sin. So you see, Moses said, I'm going to go talk to Yah. When did Christ of the New Testament ever say he's going to go talk to Yahweh and see if he can cover you? Well, you know why Moses didn't, I mean, you know why the Christ of the New Testament didn't say that? It's because of what Moses did. And Moses returned unto Yahweh and said, Oh, these people have sinned a great sin and have made them deities, Elohim of gold. Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, because that's what the covering allows, forgiveness, forgiving of the sin. If you will forgive their sin, and if not, Lot me, I pray thee, out of your book, which you have written. So Moses attempted to give his life for the lives of the nation of sinners because he was trying to get them covered, trying to get an atonement. But Yahweh said to Moses, whoever sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Meaning, you can't save them. Only I will do the saving, and I will do the damnation. Only I can do that. You, Moses, can't do that. No man can die for another man's sins. Which, of course, completely annihilates the New Testament and all its pillars. Completely eradicates this ghost spell that has been among the world for these many years. Its undoing has been written even before the New Testament was written. Yet, people rather believe in this lie because it makes them feel good. But Yahweh already provided a day and provided a way for you to feel better than you ever could imagine. And you didn't have to drink the blood of no one and eat the body of anyone. All you had to do was keep God's statutes and do his judgments. And one of those is this day of atonement which is upon us. And look in the book of Ezekiel. Show you what Yahweh will even have done 
in the future in the book of Ezekiel, the 45th chapter. They say, well, why do Hebrews atone? A lot of times I've been asked the question, how do you deal with sin if you don't have a sacrifice? Don't you have to sacrifice? Don't you have to do an animal sacrifice in order to get an atonement. No, you do not. See, that is something that you are able to do in the land of Canaan, in the land of Israel. You can go to Yah's holy place with an offering. And you can offer something from your possession that will be an atonement. That will be a covering. That would be a reconciliation for whatever offense you are doing that for. Yahweh gives you that opportunity. It's not a requirement, nor is it a commandment. What he will do, though, in the future is have an opportunity for this reconciliation again. In the book of Ezekiel, the 45th chapter, the 16th verse, it reads, All the people of the land shall give his oblation for the prince in Israel, and it shall be the prince's part to give burnt offerings and meat offerings and drink offerings in the feast and in the new months, and in the Sabbaths, in all solemnities of the house of Israel, he shall prepare the sin offering, and the meat offering, and the burnt offering, and the peace offerings to make reconciliation for the house of Israel. This word reconciliation is the same exact word as the word atonement, which means to cover, which means essentially to blot away, to cover up so it cannot be seen nor recognized. And this is what is done in the future. There'll be the offerings brought so this can be done again because Yahweh will accept these holy things through this holy process. But why do we atone still? Well, look in the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. I know many Hebrews and others have claimed to be already kept Yom Kippur, as it is spoken in the Hebrew tongue, or the Day of Atonement, because many people do not follow the word of Yahweh, unfortunately. So they have kept the Day of Atonement according to 
the calendars provided by them by other means, mostly the so-called Jewish calendar. So a lot of different places throughout the land keep Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, on different days. We at the House of Israel Cincinnati will be holding our celebration of the Day of Atonement, our convocation, on the 10th day to 7th month according to Yahweh's calendar, which will coincide with this Shabbat day, 7th day or Saturday, and we'll begin our fast Friday evening. But Yahweh says in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, in the 27th verse, or the 26th verse, and Yahweh spoke unto Moshe, saying, Also on the tenth day of the seventh month, it shall be a day of atonement, a day of covering, a day of reconciliation. A day of atonement, it shall be a holy convocation unto you, and you shall afflict your souls, an offering, offering made by fire unto Yahweh, and you shall do no work in that same day. For it is a day of atonement to make an atonement for you before Yahweh, your Elohim. This is a day that we atone before the Most High. We give our day to Yahweh and say we need to be atoned for. This day is when you get this reconciliation. For whatsoever soul it shall be, for whatsoever soul it is that shall not be afflicted in that same day, it shall be cut off from among his people. Now why afflict yourself? Because Yahweh wants to make sure you understand that this day is like no other. He is giving you a day to be clear and clean and covered from your sins. So let's just focus on that. Don't focus on the food that you've been sinning with all year. Don't focus on anything else, the food and the drink that you've been sinning with all year. Focus on this day being a holy day, a hollow day, set apart so you can be covered. This is that day. This is why we do this day, because it is a law. It is a commandment. It is a statute. It is a judgment. It is a testimony. This day is a day so we could be covered. Now, how do we know Yahweh wants to cover you? Well, look in the book of Proverbs, the 28th chapter. In Proverbs, the 28th chapter, in the 13th verse, it reads, he that covers his sins shall not prosper, 
For whoever confesses and forsakes them shall have mercy. Yes. What does this mean? This means if you don't talk to the Most High and confess your sins to the Almighty and leave them alone, stop doing them. That's why you got to forsake them. Confess to Yah. I mean, yes, if you wronged a person, yes, let that person know we are, I wronged you by doing this thing. But that's not where it stops. It shouldn't even begin there. It should begin with what David said in the book of Psalms. The 51st chapter. In the book of Psalms, the 51st chapter, verse 3 reads, For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done this evil in your sight, that you might be justified when you speak, and be clear when thou judgest. See, that's what David said against Yah only. He, David didn't write this song to his mama, to his wife, to his friend. He wrote this song to Yahweh, this prayer to Yah. Against you and you only have I sinned. So who did I confess my sin to? Who did I acknowledge my sin to? Yahweh. I let Yahweh know. Yes, I fell short. I did this thing. So Proverbs 28 and 13 is letting you know. Whosoever covers it, meaning, you know, Yahweh sees everything, but you're going to try to cover this thing. You're going to try to act like this ain't here. Whosoever covers his sins shall not prosper, which means you won't be blessed. And whoever confesses and forsakes them shall have mercy. I mean, you'll get some kind of cover. You get some mercy. He'll let you go. He'll help you out. He'll give you mercy. Why? Because in the book of Ecclesiastes, the seventh chapter, in Ecclesiastes, the seventh chapter, verse 20, reads, there's not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sins not. Everyone needs some help. No one is exempt from making a mistake. So Yahweh has set up this process. Even look in the book of Proverbs, the 10th chapter. In Proverbs, the 10th chapter, Verse 12 reads, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sin. Why? Because Yahweh loves you. Yahweh loves all of us. And that's why he has this day for your sins to be covered, because he loves you. See, that's how you know if you line up or match up or edge up to the most high in any way at all. 
are you able to cover, forgive others for their sins? See, this is why the Creator never needed the Christ in the New Testament. He don't know how to cover up sins. He don't know how to forgive. He said, just to show you why, and this is why Hebrews was told, because Yahweh told us to. And Yahweh told us to without the need of sacrificing anything except our pleasure. That's all we got to sacrifice. But what others have had to do is sacrifice their sense. That you would think Yahweh sent somebody to die for you, that he made a life just to kill it for you. Every life the creator has breathed into existence, he made to live. And he said, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked would turn from their evil ways and do the law and live. So why would he make a perfect life? An unblemished life, a pure life, just to kill it. That is not sensible. So while Hebrews must sacrifice their pleasures and afflict their souls and don't eat anything and give their whole and full attention for 24 straight hours, Unto the Creator, you have sacrificed your whole life because you have foregone thinking sensibly and right. And you've given that up for a lie. A lie that tells you you're forgiven for everything, but when you read his book, in the book of Matthew, the 12th chapter, the 38th verse, it says, uh, not the 38th verse. The 31st verse reads, Therefore, I say unto you, all, which means everything, you're all encompassing, you don't miss anything, all, you can't use all, you, this is how you don't speak. Teach your children this, this is how you don't speak, all manner of sin and in addition. So all sin in addition, all over and above sin, blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But, the black, what you mean but? This shit, that's not how you speak. You don't say all. All manner. And then say but. That's incorrect. That's false. That's leading people on. That's saying, I'm going to give you everything for free. Except this that you have to buy so you can get the rest of this stuff for free. Which means everything ain't free. All manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but, so he's about to, he's just letting you know, he, he jerked your chain. 
He pulled a fast one on you. He got you listening. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. What now? I thought all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. Well, no. Not according to the person that you have given up your old tire common sense for. Everything right in your world, you've given it up. So you can be covered in the blood of a ghost. And ghosts don't have blood. But this is the thing that is spoken. But this is not how the creator works. The creator said he, he'll forgive you everything. Look in the book of Isaiah, the 44th chapter. Just showing you why Hebrews atoned. Because Yahweh told us to. And because it is the most special day you can have if you want mercy. And what did Yahweh say? He said he has mercy for the thousands of them that love me. Which means you won't even think about the Day of Atonement if you don't love Yahweh. Which means you won't even wonder when the Day of Atonement is if you don't love Yahweh. So why would you even be concerned with it? So you got to love Yahweh because the thousands of them that love me, Yahweh said, and keep my commandments... I'm going to show mercy to. And he already has built in a day, a system. He's already built in a component in your whole life that you walk into mercy. Just sitting there waiting for you. In the book of Isaiah, the 44th chapter, we'll start reading in the 21st verse. Yahweh never lied. And he's not about to lie in this verse either. In Isaiah 44, verse 21 reads, Remember these, O Jacob and Yisrael, for you are my servant. I have formed you. You are my servant, O Yisrael. You shall not be forgotten by me. We forgot them, though. We forget them every time we want what we want. We forget Yah. We forget that he brought us out of the darkest hole, the darkest pit, the darkest place in our life, and brought us to a place of brightness, to a place of mercy, to a place of reconciliation. We forget that. As soon as we get upset, as soon as we get frustrated, as soon as we get disturbed, now, Let's not remember how magnificent the Almighty has been. That's what we do. We forget. But Yahweh, he said, I shall not be, you shall not be forgotten by me. I have blotted out, mean I covered it, as a thick cloud, mean it's covered, your transgressions. And as a cloud, your sins. Meaning, I already have a place for them. There's already a way for you to not even have to worry about them. I have already blotted them out. I've already covered them up. 
And if you forgot that I already covered it up, I allow you to become covered again every year that you breathe. At the end of the year. I've even placed it in a time to let you know it's time to rest from all of that. It's time to go into a rest and re and reconcile and rebuild and build up. So where do you want to be at? He said, I've already blotted it out. Return unto me, for I have redeemed you. Now, this is a special thing because this time that we're in today, this is quite very likely one of the most special day of atonements that we're going to experience. Many don't understand that we're in the time of Yahweh's judgment, which means there has been 400 years of slavery, 400 years of captivity, 400 years of oppression, and the 400 year has concluded itself, and now Yahweh said, look what he said in the book of Genesis. So you can understand that this is no atonement like any other that we're going to be in. Therefore, look what he said. In Genesis, the 15th chapter, the 13th verse. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that your seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. And they shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years, which they have done. They've done it. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, which, he, which he, he's definitely doing. And afterward, meaning when he's finished with that, so the 400 years, then I got to judge him when I finish that. Because he didn't say 401 years, so obviously he's, he's letting you know it's not going to take me a whole another year. I'm not going to let you be there 401 or 402 or 403. I'm not going to let that happen to you. 400 years, then I'm a judge. And then afterward, you should come out with great substance. So this Day of Atonement, you want to kind of get yourself ready because Yahweh said it's a wrap. So you want to get yourself together. So you don't want to leave anything on the table, really. You just want to put it all out there. To Yahweh, especially. You want to put it all out there. Let him know, man, I'm here at this time. And I don't want to be one of them people that don't make it. I'm just going to put it out. Because he said he already redeemed you. We've been looking for redemption. Well, he said he already redeemed you. But look in the book. Of Psalms 91. Verse 1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain under the shadow of the Almighty. 
because he's going to cover you if you're in the secret place of the Most High. I will say to Yahweh, I will say of Yahweh, he is my refuge. That's what you do, right? When you need safety, you need refuge, right? You need refuge. That's, you need to be covered. You need to be given some mercy. And my fortress. What does a fortress do? Keeps you covered. My Elohim, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Ain't that what we're dealing with? He shall cover you with his feathers. He shall what? He's going to cover you. All you got to do is dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And how do you do that? How do you get to the secret place of Yahweh? Well, you have to trust in him. You have to believe in him. You have to acknowledge him. Many people don't do those things. And that's why you have no idea why we atone. But we atone because we want to be covered. Yes, they say uh, they want to be covered in the blood of Christ. Yahweh never say he's going to cover you in the blood of Christ, in the blood of a man, in the blood of his son. No, he said he's going to cover you with the shadow of his wings. He said he's going to be a refuge. He's not going to be a bloodbath. That's not what he wants to cover you with, with something that's a, a, a fairy tale story. He wants you to understand that there's a time, look what it says, in the book of Ecclesiastes, the eighth chapter, the fifth verse, it states, Whomsoever keeps the commandments shall feel no evil thing. And a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment, because to every purpose there is a time and judgment. Therefore, the misery of man is great upon him. Why? Because he doesn't discern time and judgment. He doesn't care, so he's miserable. But Yahweh said there's a time to every purpose. There's a time and judgment. So there's a purpose for this day of atonement. The purpose is to cover you, to reconcile, to get completely clean. That's the purpose of it. And there's a judgment to it. There is a way for it to be there. There's a determination for it. You just don't go into the Day of Atonement on the first month and the sixth day of the month or in the fifth month and the 14th day of the month. It has to be at the time Y'all said, because look at what time it is. It's the end. And it's time to rest. Look what it says in the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 6. Jeremiah, the sixth chapter. Verse 16. Thus saith Yahweh, stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, and where is the good way, and walk therein, 
and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein because we're rebels. But this is the way. This is what the old folks did. This is the old past. They win the way in what Yahweh said. And you find rest for your souls. You ain't got to be out here fooling all year. That's not how the Most High set it up for you. In the book of Isaiah, even in the 28th chapter. In Isaiah chapter 28, start reading at verse 9. It says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips in another tongue will I speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Yes, see, there's a time to this. And this is it. It's the time for you to rest and to be refreshed. It's a Sabbath, and it is for your benefit. But many people won't hear it. They want to be covered in blood. They want to sing Arabic all day. They want to do whatever else they want to do instead of listen to the Almighty when he said, this is the time for you to rest. This is the time for you to be refreshed. Like I said, it's done in the seventh. Let me show you one more scripture about that in Exodus, the 31st chapter. In Exodus, chapter 31, verse 17 says, It is a sign, talking about the Sabbath, between me and the children of Israel. For in six days Yahweh made the heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested, y'all rested, and he was refreshed. Now, if y'all rest and he refreshed, he wants you to rest and be refreshed. And how do you rest and be refreshed from a year worth of sinning? You go into the seventh month on the tenth day of the month and you rest and you be refreshed. And look in the last scripture I read to you is in the book of Leviticus, the 16th chapter. In Leviticus, the 16th chapter, start reading in verse 18. It says, And he shall go out to the altar that is before Yahweh and make an atonement for it. He shall take of the blood of the bullock and of the blood of the goat and put it upon the horns of the altar round about. And he shall sprinkle the blood upon it with his fingers seven times and cleanse it and hollow it from the uncleanliness of the children of Israel. And when he has made an end of reconciling the holy place, 
in the tabernacle of congregation, in the altar, he shall bring the live goat. Now Haron or Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions in all their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. And the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities unto a land not inhabited, and he shall let go the goat of the wild in the wilderness. So this is what you do. And then it says, And Aaron shall come into the tabernacle of the congregation and shall put off the linen garments which he put on when he wore into the holy place and shall leave them there. So you see, this day of atonement is to get rid of all your sins, all your iniquities, and all your transgressions. Now we don't have the high priest with the goat to do these offerings and to do that part of the service, which is only to be done in the holy place of Yah. But he told you to do this in all your dwellings, to keep a day of atonement, to afflict your souls, to have a Sabbath of rest, and make an atonement for your sins. That's why we atone, because Yahweh already covered us. Yahweh already forgave us. Yahweh already redeemed us, and Yahweh wants us to return to him. So this is why Hebrews atone, not to be covered in the blood, not to be able to have, you know, a whole 40 days of Lent or Mardi Gras, but to become perfect with Yahweh. He gives you an opportunity to get back on the right foot. So you can stand before Yahweh and say, I'm clean. Let's start a new day. Fresh. Serving Yahweh with all our heart and all our soul. And so this is what we will do. And our Sabbath begins the sixth day at evening until the seventh day at evening. And we will keep the holy convocation for the Day of Atonement this Sabbath day. And until tomorrow, Yahweh loves you very much. And so do I. Shalom. I strive to place y'all my forefronts, but we've been raised by the storefronts, drinking judgment junk, 40
Nobody smoking blood, sipping and smoking. Kept us from wishing and hoping that they did yoking. They protesting from Hong Kong to Oakland. Igniting the day of y'all's encroaching. So the way of y'all approaching by walking in the statutes and commandments and staying clear of the spiritual bandits. 400 ending, no better way we could have planned it. It's all prophetic. So please understand that soon people will be famous seeking y'all all over the planet. Salvation is near and Babylon will vanish. If you know you fear your fear, then you're walking his ways. Love your, serve your, with all of your heart and soul. If you know you fear your fear, then you're walking his ways. Love your, serve your, with all of your heart and soul. If you know you fear your fear, then you're walking his way. Love ya, serve ya, with all of your heart and soul. There's no other way I wanna walk in, a perfect way, with the spirit of the fear of Yahweh. Israel's a servant and not a homeborn slave. America's been the land of our graves. All of us is confused, manipulated, ridiculed, and abused. Toy with and used, heart is bruised, sold on the ghost, and worshiping cartoons. We even shook from a bottle boom. Fake noise and fake news, fake results. But Yahweh's the true result and resolution, the true revolt and revolution. When we stand as Yah's army, embracing the conclusion to all men, keeping the word of Yah with all our heart and soul, and no one else has a son that they control. If you know you fear your fear, then you're walking his way.